Hey night again, and welcome to the Drink 5 Network's Fantasy Football Podcast. And tonight we're joined by Glenn Dollum, and we're going to be discussing week 11 of the fantasy football season. Shot glass, maybe? We'll get you one, no problem. Alright. Mm, I love this Fist City. I don't know if we've had it on the show before, but uh, I think I'm getting ahead of ours. <laughs> maybe a little. Alright, let's do this. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Drink five. All right, guys. Well, we got week 10 in the books of the NFL. Uh, we are here on the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jason, joined as always with my buddy Dave. Um, we do we are drink5.com, along with uh, some of our friends. Joined this week by one of those friends, Glenn Dollum. Glenn, thank you for joining us today. No, thank you, guys. All right. Um, so we always start off the show talking about what we're drinking tonight. So, Glenn, what do you have over there? Uh, so you have more than one drink. I... Uh... Oh, sorry, I have a bottle of Maker's Mark, and there's also another bottle of Jack Daniels because we're doing the Whiskey Tuesday event. Oh, very nice. That's right. Oh, it's really it's really starting off fantastic, <laughs> and I appreciate this. And then uh, you gave me one of these Fist Cities, which I haven't had yet, which is absolutely great, phenomenal. It's, uh, uh, it's from Revolution Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Revolution, of course, in the city here in Chicago. Uh, so we're all big fans of them, and uh, I love this Fist City. It's a pale ale, but they call it a Chicago pale ale. So, of course, it's a little bit more than a pale ale, I suppose. It's good stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be documenting the things that we're drinking during the course of the evening. Um, but I think, you know, Jason, tonight is your show, so what, what do you want to bring up, and we'll, uh, we'll get right into it. All right, so uh, Week 10 is, like I said, in the books. Um, so we're going to kind of... Uh, start off with some of the injuries that happened during the week, just to kind of get, you know, uh, set the stage, figure out where we're all at. So uh, starting right off from the top, uh, Sam Bradford went down with a concussion and a shoulder sprain. Never good when your quarterback has two injuries at the same time. No. Uh, Just ask Peyton Manning. So uh, he's going to be out at least one week, and Mr. Buttfumble himself, Mark Sanchez, will be taking his place. Uh, So, you know, I'm not really that high on Mark Sanchez. I don't think that he's going to suddenly, you know, make the Eagles into some sort of juggernaut offense. Uh, well, maybe not. But you remember last year he did lead them to uh, a winning season and and did perform rather well with the with the spokes that they already had in that. I'm offense. checking, but I believe he led them to a four and four record. A winning season. You know, you got to read into this a little bit. His his particular his particular input into uh, into their into their winning record uh, may not have been over five hundred in and of itself. But the point is that he won games and he threw the ball a lot to Jordan Matthews, which is someone who has been sort of underperforming due in part to his own maybe psychological issues with uh, catching the ball, as well as Sam Bradford's issues at least early on in the season trying to get him the ball. Yeah, that's definitely going to be music to fantasy owners' ears, hoping that the Jordan Matthews connection is rekindled. Uh, so, you know, the one thing I like about Sanchez, uh, he did play a lot better with the Eagles. So, um, 
when he was on the Jets, his best year, he had 217 yards per game. When he played last year in the Eagles, he had 268 yards per game. Sanchez, you mean. we got to call him the Sanchez. Sanchez. The right. Sanchez. The Sanchez. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I think that there may be a slight improvement from Sam Bradford, but I wouldn't expect miracles. Well, they, they're not starting Sam, uh, Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. They're starting Sam Bradford uh, at the beginning of the year, right? So they're not expecting that uh, Mark Sanchez is better than Bradford. In fact, they didn't think that he was going to be their starter at all. They didn't think that Bradford would be as bad as he is either. Yeah, but you know what? He's he's gotten a little better. I think the problem also has to be dealt with that Chip Kelly went out and he like d- destroyed all of the... Uh, well, I shouldn't say destroyed, right? What he did was he sort of broke up all of the chemistry that was already existing and replaced it with new components. Right. From an outsider's perspective, it feels like he kind of blew up the roster. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what he did. So whether or not Sanchez does better or worse than Bradford, I think the Eagles are still going to be the same as they've been the whole season. <clears throat> Makes sense to me. Uh, so other quarterbacks that are getting kind of shifted around. Uh, Johnny Manziel will be starting. Uh, they're on bye this week, but week 12. He's been announced as the starter for the rest of the year because McCown has just been too injured over the last few games. So what do you think about that? I mean, Glenn and I were talking about it a little bit off the air. And, you know, McCown has been great, but that's because he had to throw it so many times every game. He's an older quarterback. He's not the future. But is Manziel the future? Um, it, He's going to have to show a lot of improvement in order for him to be the future there. Uh, the way he's playing right now, even with you know a better game against Pittsburgh, as everyone's saying, I don't see it. You know, He did throw for 372 yards. It's easily the best game he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, 73% completion rate. You know, But every other game, he was in the 50s. So he needs to have a lot of games with a high completion rate. If he can pull that completion rate up and you know they start... Uh, well, they don't even have to win games. You mean he starts playing like a like a real right? NFL he needs to play like a quarterback. <laughs> he can't. He cannot be like Cam Newton, who has like fifty six percent in completion or completions. Like he needs to be over sixty. Yeah, you know, for the season. What's your opinion, Glenn? Does, do you know? Uh, uh, do you think that he's going to develop that chemistry with Barnage and Benjamin and everyone there on on the Browns, like McCown already had? I mean, he's shown that he can throw the ball. But it seems reckless. It seems playground-y. You know? that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. It just seems that he always has to scramble for every single yard he gets off. off. And it's just, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's going to be productive, especially when somebody decides to finally put a spy on him and put that pressure on him to where he can't go outside. You right. Know? Yeah, we so, saw that in, what, the second half of the, Cle- of the Cincinnati game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you wonder if you get, like, the sort of the RG3 thing where he looks good and you know, I think uh, Manzel skipped the whole looking good part uh, and went right, and went right to the. Uh, we know what you're doing on tape, so there's no way you can play the way you want to play. Can't fool me. <laughs> well, you know, he only had three rushing attempts in this game. I think that if he can learn how to be a pocket passer, which is the case for any quarterback in the NFL that's coming from college, they have to learn to be a pocket passer if they don't know it already. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to be a successful passer in the NFL. Yep. Uh, so. Moving on, Case Keenum. Oh, sorry, was there something else for Menzel? No, I want to talk about Case Keenum. Yes, Case Keenum is taking over for Nick Foles. I'm a Case Keenum supporter. Who was not injured, uh, so he may not belong on the injury report, but he probably wishes that he was injured and being removed and not being benched. Yeah, Nick Foles had that real fluky year where he had a billion touchdowns, no interceptions. Am I right on that? He had one interception. One interception. But it was like 19... 
touchdowns to one interception, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, ratio. And I don't think that that is, uh, is something that can be continued. So uh, obviously they found out in St. Louis that Nick Foles is not the guy. Uh, they went ahead and traded away Bradford, who probably, let's be honest, is not the guy either. So now they have Case Keenum, who is the, I think, NCAA all-time leader in passing yards. No shit. Uh, he's, we would need we need to ask Sean that I guess he's he's actually was a really great quarterback in college and if you saw him uh, you saw him out there uh, I mean he can make some mistakes right because he's not really seasoned he's not an NFL quarterback just like we were talking about Manziel but he has almost you know well he does have a better pedigree than Manziel does. Manziel just was so popular as a draft pick, I think, because he scored so many touchdowns in the offense that he was. Yeah, he's he was definitely playing. the number one uh, passer at his school. Uh, number two is a guy who we know in the NFL. Um, but do you know what school he went to? You have to tell me who he is first. I'm talking about Case Keenum. So. Oh, uh, ooh, <laughs> um, uh, he's he wasn't far from home for a while. Far from home. Well, I probably somewhere in Texas then, I guess. <laughs> You're getting warm. At Texas, uh, Texas Tech. He went to Houston. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so the number two passer in Houston history is Kevin Cobb. But yeah, that's just that doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it remains to be seen if he'll be good. And regardless of whether or not he can pull it off as a good quarterback in the NFL, he doesn't have that many weapons to throw to. I mean, on St. Louis right now, they pretty much have uh, Tavon Austin, who's sort of this little gadget kind of character, who's doing a lot of rushes. Uh, pretty good in fantasy, although he's dropped off, I think, recently. He He's one of those uh, feast for down. guys. Yeah. Yeah. High then, ceiling, low floor. And they've got Kenny Britt, and then they have uh, Chris Givens, and that's that's it, I think, right? Um, or no, Givens isn't on Britt, team Givens anymore. is now in Baltimore. Let's see. So they basically have Kenny Britt on their team, and Jared Cook. Uh, that's a sad state of affairs for the St. Louis Rams. Well, they don't care, because they have Todd Gurley. They have Gurley. Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah, Todd I mean, Gurley what else the, do you need, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you forgot one guy, Wes Welker, oh, who well, they just signed. That's true, and an interesting stat about Wes Welker, it, if you didn't know, he had, I believe, nine snaps that he played this past week, and of those nine snaps, I think he had five targets. <laughs> <laughs> He's and, like a specialist. Yeah. So, I mean, if he goes in there for, let's say, 30 snaps, that means he gets 15 targets. I, I think that your math is totally correct. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, everyone says don't pick up Welker. Welker's too old. Welker's one concussion away from, you know, heading to the hospital. And they're right. They're right. But, you know, we could see some real PPR damage happening by Welker this year if he happens to connect with Keenum. Yep. So on the Steelers, um, and, you know, I, I had the stupid premonition ahead of time that I should be starting Ben Roethlisberger. But, of course, Landry Jones started the game this week, and he injured his ankle almost immediately. I think he threw one or two passes. It's true. I think it was like uh, 15 minutes before the game started, and I was talking to Jason. I was uh, like, oh, like, he's active. You know, instant messenger right. or whatever, and he's like, well, Roethlisberger's active, so I should probably play him, right? Because he'll probably go in the game, right? <laughs> you know, and the only reason why he did is because uh, Landry Jones, he really screwed up his oh, ankle. Oh, yeah. Landry Jones is... Okay, to give you perspective on how bad Landry Jones's ankle is, he is now the third... Quarterback and Michael Vick is ahead of him, <laughs> so yeah. But you know, he's not going to be playing. You have a point, though. I mean, year. all week we saw stuff about Roethlisberger is going to be active. Roethlisberger won't let himself be declared out, etc. Right. You, you kind of know based on knowing the guy a little bit over the years that he's he's like he's going to play, man. 
It's like, it's like, like Tony it. Romo. He's like, I have six broken ribs. If there were seven, I would sit. But six, I'm playing. I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Ben Roethlisberger came in, set records for a backup quarterback coming in the game. 293 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I believe it was a passing yards record. Um, so, mm-hmm. he will, of course, be in the lineup in Week 12. They play Seattle. I'm not worried about it. Uh, you know, he's going to be a top five quarterback still. Look at how many points, you know, they hung 37 on Seattle last week, uh, Arizona did. So I'm not worried about Pittsburgh scoring against them. Yeah, Seattle has a great defense in theory, but their whole team is in disarray. So I think it's it's kind of uh, dragging on all of them. Have uh, you seen a couple of Seattle games this year? I have. I've watched a few, and it looks like the team chemistry is no longer. It's just not where it was where it was at last year. And yep, yep. The, the defense just isn't as strong. They're not getting as much penetration, and their tackling is very has been very average. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I mean, you see a lot of guys that, that would normally have been taken down early, uh, but but someone is not in the right spot, or they have a bad angle, and they, they're not getting to them. So that's contributing. I don't know if Seattle gets it back together or not. At this point, I, I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh can can probably score a lot of points on them. They're four and five, I think. I mean, I don't, you know, the Seattle defense has come back to earth. We'll talk in a little bit about how Russell Wilson has been struggling. So you combine those two things, and you know, Seattle is going to struggle to get a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last quarterback replacement um, that we have to deal with, there's, there's been a lot, a lot of them. them. Yeah, there's a lot of them this week. So Peyton Manning was benched, and everyone said it, but it's so incredible, right? He was benched in the game where he broke the passing, the all-time passing yards record. They stopped the game and you know made him acknowledge, acknowledge it and everything. Like you could clearly tell, he knew he was struggling. He knew it was going to just kind of be embarrassing. And uh, I think he broke it on second down, and he still had to play third down to complete. You know, and they didn't complete it. They didn't convert the third down. Um, so he was pulled from the game for being ineffective. He had. Four interceptions, probably had more yardage to the other team than he did to his own team. Um, what was it? Cairo Santos had more uh, field goals than Peyton Manning had completions. It was something Something ridiculous. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the Broncos are coming to Chicago next week, and they have announced that because Peyton Manning has a plantar fasciitis and uh, a rib injury, he will not be starting. We're going to get Brock Osweiler. So what do you like? What have you seen of Brock Osweiler? Just this week? Uh, that's all I have seen. I haven't paid very much attention because Peyton's been struggling, and I don't know. Um, he's he's very tall, and he he's he's a tall quarterback, and he can throw the ball. And I know we are as Bears fans, we're struggling against the pass. So he can, he has a lot of weapons, and uh-huh. we could have a lot of trouble going up against those wide receivers. You know, that's exactly <laughs> right. The Bears defense has been playing a little better recently. But still, uh, going up against weapons like Denver has with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, now they have Vernon Davis and Owen Daniels. Uh, Hillman and Anderson could could go off at any time, although I'm still waiting for that alarm clock (laughs) to buzz. They've slipped through that one, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Uh, Regardless, I I do think that Osweiler has the the ability, and you know what happens when, when a guy plays behind a superstar like that for a long time? much like Aaron Rodgers playing behind Brett Favre, etc., you think they must have taken some stuff in, and Osweiler has been pretty good in the preseason games, etc. So, I I mean, I'm not going to start him because I, I don't start a guy who's just random, but I'm also I'm not going to start Chicago Bears defense, and normally I would start 
a defense against a first-time starter. I was going to ask you that. Very yeah. specifically, like, I know that you love starting those defenses against them. Not going to do it. Okay, interesting. I, you know, I, I have not ranked the Chicago Bears defense very high in the rankings. Normally I would. I just feel like he's had so much time, so much time, uh, you know, to to go over the system, et cetera, that I don't think he's going to have the problems that they normally do. Yeah, what I saw out of Osweiler this week, um, and a little bit in the preseason, I guess, was that he knows, like, the good targets to throw to. He was still throwing it to Demarius Thomas. A lot of times when a backup comes in, especially just in the middle of a game, he's almost exclusively throwing it to the guys he works with in practice. But he knows to get his ball, to get the ball, he knows how to get the ball to the right people. So that's going to help him be successful. Um, I think that there's going to be a decent amount of fantasy points scored in this game. They're going to figure a couple things out with the run game because the Bears aren't that great with run defense. Um, and the Bears are not going to be as good as they were last week. Last week was kind of fluky for them, I think. I, I think it was. All right, so I think we're good on quarterback replacements. About Brian Hoyer. Oh, that's right. Brian Hoyer is. Um, <laughs> yeah, he forgot about last night. It right. didn't look like I he got a concussion, uh, but he wasn't apparently showing like you see guys they look dazed, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't look like that. Everyone was kind of confused. Um, in fact, I, on the broadcast, they were like, "We think this might be the play that they were watching," or, or they said later on, like the observer on the sideline saw this play and said he's got to come out and get screened, mm-hmm. which is. I don't know. Maybe that's happened in a game I've been watching. It's never happened to the starting quarterback. No, I watched. I watched what happened. And he went back into the locker room, and then all the doctors came out. So yeah, they obviously something else failed. must something, right. something else must have been wrong if it wasn't a concussion. But they, did they even acknowledge a concussion? During the game, I don't think they. I think they were talking about. They were, they were talking about, about a possible never, concussion. Yeah. But you would pull a player for a possible concussion, or you would just say... Well, they have an independent observer on the sideline, and it's his job to watch plays and say, oh, that guy got a concussion on that play, have him looked at. You know, what's interesting is when TJ Yates went in there, he started throwing like weird seam passes and stuff that like Aaron Rodgers throws, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like This is pretty awesome, actually. I, I really enjoyed his performance, and he got a couple crazy ones to Hopkins in the corner, the the one great pass. And actually, it was a better catch it than it was a pass. It was a way better but catch that was, than it was pass. That was also the one place that he could have caught it. So, I mean, I, I kind of like that. I, I always liked Yates, and remember, he went into the playoffs, I believe, a couple years ago in Houston. Um, they've had quarterback problems for some he time now. He won a playoff game, I think. Yeah, Yates is not the solution. They beat the Bengals. You know... <laughs> Oh, the I think I think they've beat the Bengals the last two times they faced them or something. They were talking. The announcers were like, "They're not afraid of the Cincinnati Bengals," which is crazy because this year the Bengals have been like an unstoppable force. Um, and the past two weeks against Pittsburgh and then Houston, they haven't seemed all that great. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in the game against Cincinnati, it must have been all Arian Foster because uh, T.J. Yates had 159 yards and one touchdown, and they won 31 to 10. <laughs> it must have been all Foster. Yeah, unfortunately, Alfred Blue and Chris Polk do not match up to to Arian Foster. Not many players do. No. We're finding out that he really is that special talent yeah. who gets specially injured every year. Oh, and someone time. should tell him that he needs to go back to eating meat because this vegan thing isn't working out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's helping the health status. Yeah, the recovery time just isn't there. No. So what else we got? So now we're done with quarterbacks. Have we gotten them all? All six of them? 
So Brian Hoyer, uh, TJ Yates did come in. Brian Hoyer, they announced today that they think he might start this week. It seems like uh, he could make it all the way through the concussion protocol in just this week. Uh, we'll know a little bit later in the week, of course. Um, Ryan Matthews had a concussion as well. Uh, so he needs to be cleared by NFL protocol, yada, yada. What I figure will happen there is that DeMarco Murray will wind up getting those few carries that Ryan Matthews ends up getting every week. Uh, Darren Sproles won't change that much. Better be careful with that one. So do you see Darren Sproles' role increasing with Ryan Matthews gone or just all DeMarco Murray? Is he going to be doing the wheel routes? With, that, with Mark Sanchez? Yeah, with Mark Sanchez. Is he going to be able to do the wheel route? Because well, Sanchez is, obviously, he likes to throw the ball away. So, <laughs> well, we, do we, you really want to give him that? Yeah, we've already established that Sanchez likes throwing it to Jordan Matthews. Well, I, I think with Matthews out, we can expect Sproles to have a, a higher role in the game. That makes perfect Matthews sense. Matthews with one T. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, that makes perfect sense because both of those guys, not interchangeable, but what Chip Kelly was doing with Ryan Matthews was opening up those uh, offensive pathways to other uh, other threats by having him gain you know 10, 15 yards on these open up space plays, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what Sproles does. But Ryan Matthews is a bigger, sort of stronger guy, right? So uh, we might run into trouble. Uh, I certainly wouldn't advise playing Sproles, but I do think he's going to get a lot more targets now. Interesting. Uh, so maybe the biggest fantasy-related injury this week was that Julian Edelman broke his foot. He has a Jones fracture, which has also been suffered by Des Bryant earlier this year. And Julio Jones, ironically enough, had one back in uh, 2013, I believe. Didn't Marvin Jones have one as well? Everyone named Jones gets a Jones fracture then. <laughs> All the Joneses. Uh, so he is expected to miss the rest of the regular season. At the very least. So fantasy irrelevant for the rest of the way. Unfortunately, if you're in a dynasty league, hopefully you can stash him on some sort of IR. Well, that means Amendola and LaFell are going to get all the targets. Absolutely. So I like LaFell getting a, an increased role. Um, it seems like Amendola is going to have an increased role, even though they've sort of said things like Amendola runs certain kinds of routes and stuff like that. So Amendola is not going to be a direct replacement for Edelman. It's going to spread around a little bit like it always does in New England. You know, unless you have a Gronk, and even Gronk has his down weeks. Well, you're right about that, except that I don't think they've really found a replacement for the Lewis. They've got James White in. Oh, they definitely haven't. He played all of the third down snaps, right? But he only got, uh, I think, one carry or something like that. He really didn't get the ball a lot. So it looks like LeGarrette Blunt's offense, with a little bit of Bolden and White thrown in, that means that those targets out there are going to go to Amendola and LaFell. Um now, I'm going to agree with you, though, that usually the the Belichick offense does not adhere to the rules of reality. And it None just, whatsoever. It just goes to not some other all. random person. So if you could tell me who the next person down in the wide receiver list is, he's probably going to end up having like a game of his life next week. The next person on the New England depth chart? Yeah. Uh, that would be... So who's who's the fourth guy? Uh, well, okay, so it's... I would assume LaFell is now number one. Uh, you've got Danny Amendola. I think Kembrell Tompkins went to a different team. No, Kembrell yeah. Tompkins went to Oakland, and he's not yeah. even on that team yeah. anymore. So okay. who? They have Aaron Dropson, who is active there you most go. weeks, but I think the guy is going to be Keyshawn Martin. So Keyshawn Martin. Because Tom Brady's been talking about him. 
I'm feeling a bet. I'm feeling a bet here between you two. Well, Aaron Dobson versus Keyshawn Martin. I think so. I don't want to make I think that. So. No, no way. <laughs> we but, might we might as well bet on a coin flip for two people we don't even know. But I think and and uh, and Matt agrees with us in the chat room here that Keyshawn Martin is going to be the guy that uh, is going to come out and and maybe you know impress us. So uh, I, I I'm with you. If if there is no Deion Lewis, if Legarrette Blunt continues to have his Short yardage role, goal line role, but that's it. Yeah. And uh, outside of James White carving out a big role for himself, Keyshawn Martin sounds like the guy that could get a lot. So this is the uh, Roto World blurb about this that was uh, from earlier today. Would you ever actually start him though? Would you be Would you be like uh, so courageous bold to start enough Keyshawn as, Martin as to start Keyshawn Martin in a league? I don't want to tip my hand, but I have a two leagues where that's a very real possibility. Yeah. Anyways. We're in like 16-team leagues or really deep leagues. Yes, exactly, or... exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, Brady mentioned Martin when he was asked about Julian Edelman's foot. Um, and he said Danny Amendola's role is different and that you know Keyshawn Martin is going to have a role once he's healthy. Uh-huh. He's got a little bit of a hamstring issue, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't have all the information, clearly. Uh, but you know, if he's active this week, uh, I think that he could definitely uh, be the guy to kind of fill in there. All right. Young guy, nobody knows him. That's perfect for Belichick. And of course, like you said, he'll have one or two awesome weeks, and that's it. Who else have we got? Um, so Emmanuel Sanders uh, had um, like a hand injury atop like all of the iffy injuries he had going into the game. So he suffered a hand injury in the game. Yeah, he was a game time trying decision. to catch a ball. And we always advise against playing those guys. You know, so on my teams where I had Sanders, I picked somebody else. And I hope you did too, because. In those situations, especially uh, last week, as we saw firsthand, uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of production there uh, from these players that are not healthy enough to give it 100%. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I don't really uh, know about Sanders this week. The one thing I like to look at is if a guy is injured like this and struggling in games and you think it's because of injuries – See if he practices all week. If he sits out like Wednesday, Thursday, and gets in a limited practice on Friday, you know you don't want to start him on Sunday. Usually, isn't that the Larry Fitzgerald rule? Is that what he said? The Roddy White rule. Roddy White. That's what yeah. It well, that was Roddy Wright. Never Roddy White rivalry week. And of course, never no, practice. No one's starting Roddy White anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of blame some of Sanders' struggles on Peyton Manning last week because Peyton Manning was terrible and. But, you know, he's he's not healthy right now. Uh, so if Thomas and Sanders are playing, I think that they're going to play very well. We talked about this game a little bit already. Uh, I think that the Broncos can put up a lot of points if they play if he plays. If yeah. not, one of these other guys is going to have a decent opportunity. And they'll be familiar with uh, Brock Osweiler already. Sure. Uh, so Justin Hunter, done for the season. He fractured his ankle. Uh, why do we bring him up? Because... For the umpteenth week in a row, we say, will Doriel Green-Beckham do anything? Yeah, but see, <laughs> in my opinion... Surely now is the time. He he had a, a pretty big week uh, a couple weeks ago, right? But then last week he had nothing. But that's because... What did Mariota do? Okay, he only had 24 passing attempts. They played Carolina. He had nothing. So, like, nothing he was going like to happen. He had, like, one target and zero catches, though. But nothing was going to happen because he was having a terrible day passing the ball. And now an additional person got injured in that game, right? So I think Justin Hunter against Carolina. Right. So after you have no wide receivers left at all, and you have this awesome, uh, huge, like, uh, giant target, kind of similar to uh, last year's uh, Kelvin Benjamin, 
Um, although a lot of people say a that, lot less polished, I think a lot of people yeah. say Green Beckham might be better, but but again, yes, less polished. I never believe I never bought into that until like they. I don't know if they're just refusing to play him. If it's kind of like well, Wizen Bruce Hunt. Arians, Wizen Hunt, I wanted was, to play. Oh, yeah, there's a connection. Wizen Hunt and Arians, they both don't like playing rookies. Well, yes, and he was the deposed coach. They from, were in both Tennessee. from, yeah, but they both were in Pittsburgh back when Cower uh, was still there. They won the Super Bowl. Yes, look, there's there's a there's definitely a reason why you shouldn't play rookies because they're going to give up big plays. They're going to drop balls. Wiz got fired. Yes. Yes. Right. That's the point, though. Is it now you've got a new coach, you've got a new installation of the offense, uh, and you have the only wide receiver who's left who happens to be this big, hulking beast of a man <laughs> named Doriel Green Beckham. And if he has any relation at all, which he doesn't, but, you know, just for the sake of argument, with, uh, Green Beckham? with another Beckham, <laughs> then that means this week against a much, much worse defense, they're going to probably pass the ball to him, let's say, Eight times. I would be surprised if uh, Doriel Green Beckham has less than six targets in this game. I think he'll probably score a touchdown. I think, uh, and Sean Foss, who's our rookie expert, has been telling us that there is going to be a breakout game this season for Doriel Green Beckham. Again, Glenn and I talked off the air earlier. We both think it's this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be this game. He has amazing talent, but as you guys said, he's not polished. He got suspended for an entire year of his college season. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, where did he go? He went from he he went from having a fantastic season over to at Missouri, then he went to uh, what Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, I, Oklahoma, and then the and then Stoops benched him because he was in, he was not doing. Well, yeah. these guys have character problems. It's yeah. like it's like Martavis Bryant, where like you could be the best receiver in the NFL, but would you he rather even have stats would, from Oklahoma? Would you rather Sit at home and just play. smoke. Stoops, like, yeah. Stoops okay. benched him the entire season because he didn't like his attitude. Yeah, it's because he had twelve touchdowns in his second year at Missouri. <laughs> twelve touchdowns in fourteen games. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we'll see. But if there's going to be a breakout game, it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. And this is as good of an opportunity that he has ever had the whole season. Does, does Tennessee play the Saints? Because that that'll be his breakout game. <laughs> <laughs> Their upcoming do they games, play? Do they play them again? They're up like, happen. Because <laughs> the Gatorade guy on the team scores like four touchdowns when you play the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> they will play the Saints this year. They're playing the 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 Souths are playing each other. Oh, so they okay. do play the Saints later. Yeah, but their upcoming games are Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, Jacksonville, Oakland, and then Jacksonville. All right. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, when do they get to play New Orleans? Hopefully, in the fantasy well, season. I mean, that's that's three very weak seconds. Oh, they just played. So them. there should be no Never problem mind. with that. They oh, they, them. that's right. They just did it, and uh, that was that was his good game. And he yeah. had a great game. Yeah, he had a great game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it wasn't a breakout game. It was just a good game. You're also playing three secondaries that are very weak, and we'll find out yeah. now if he's actually going to end up doing something. Right. Yeah, I mean, he did start out. You know, his two of his first three catches were touchdowns. So well, that that's how he was being used, and now they're trying to have him be their wide receiver one because they have no one else. That's obviously going to be a problem for him. That's like uh, Devin Funchess on Carolina after Benjamin went down. They try to move him into this number one role, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's like a Green Day... Uh, Kind of broadcast, huh? Yeah. Sure. All day. I'm a big fan of the Green Day. I'm a Green Packers fan, dude. I think. 
Alright, uh, well, did you have some waivers that you want to go over? Should we hit a few waiver picks for the people? It for is waiver night, everyone. Don't forget to fill out your waivers. For the people. <laughs> I'd be the happy people's to. people's waivers. So, uh, we touched on uh, Danny Amendola already. I think Amendola is a great pick from New England. And he's not owned in that many leagues. Mostly because all the games that he's played in so far, uh, they, they've had some, had some hit or miss situations. But uh, could you maybe look these guys up? Because I don't have the uh, percentage numbers. So Amendola, whenever you get to it. Uh, percent owned yeah, in exactly. Yahoo? All right. So Danny Amendola, uh, definitely one of my favorite pickups this week. Sure. 34% owned. So uh, Amendola has been really clutch. He's been getting a lot of fourth down, uh, you know, sorry, third down uh, conversions, etc., that's really great for Tom Brady. Build trust with him. Make it happen, right? Dwayne Harris from the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be a big thing because um, Harris was doing pretty well. Got six passes for 82 yards uh, against New England. And Victor Cruz is gone for the whole season. Now, the Giants picked up Hakeem Nix, but that means nothing. Because we nothing. all know that Hakeem Nix isn't going to do anything. Hakeem Nix's feet are going to fall off. <laughs> so Dwayne Harris, in the past four games... Three of them are 10 points or more. He does have one one-yard game uh, in there, unfortunately. Um, but they're on by this week, so not many people are going to try and pick them up. So if you can't get Danny Amendola and you need some depth for the rest of the year, I do like Dwayne Harris. Yep. Uh, Jay Ajayi on, from Miami. So he easily ascended the ranks there past Damian Williams and Jonas Gray, who got dropped as the number two guy behind Lamar Miller. The new coach of the Miami Dolphins wants to run the ball all the time, which has made Lamar Miller a top 10 play is whenever he's playing. <laughs> yeah. But we're starting to see Ajayi kind of come into that a little bit. He only got six carries, but he had 48 yards. The week so, before, five carries for 41. So uh, just under 90 yards on 11 carries over two games. Yeah, eight yards per carry. Good, good going, rookie. So I don't think they're going to split it. But they're going to give him more carries. They're going to have give him the opportunity to play. And as long as he doesn't Amir Abdullah it, and by that I mean fumble the ball several times in flood <laughs> situations, then Jay should be pretty good. So Jay is owned in 19% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Doug Baldwin is another guy to look at. Doug Baldwin has been all over the place this year, but he did have a really great game uh, this past week. Seven catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. If Russell Wilson throws the ball more, like he's starting to do, and he's going to have to if you know their offensive line is just not up to the running game. Then he's going to throw the ball mostly to Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham. And Doug Baldwin has for a while been their number one option. And even though he's sort of a lukewarm number one option, this guy is a great bye week fill in, especially this particular week, uh, because when you don't have Odell and you don't have Antonio Brown. Yep, yeah, exactly. So you're losing a lot of big receivers. Baldwin is, is someone you can grab that's available probably in even fewer leagues. No, actually, 25% owned in Yahoo leagues. So um, here's the thing about Baldwin. I don't really like him in his consistency at all. He's either scoring like double-digit points or he's like under five. So that being said, you're on to something when you say that he's a really good bi-week replacement. Mm-hmm. Because this week they play San Francisco. Great matchup. He is... Tough matchups the rest of the year. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Baltimore, Cleveland, St. Louis, Arizona. You get like one or one week off in there maybe. Uh, so I think that Doug Baldwin, good this week, but don't worry about keeping him the rest of the way, even if he does put up two good games in a row. 
Right. Well, it's it's a this week feeling, yeah. Uh, Wes Welker that I mentioned earlier, especially in deep leagues, a guy to keep an eye on. He's getting a lot of targets on all of his snaps almost. It's ridiculous to have a guy who gets over 50% targeted on his snaps out there. And what that means is that St. Louis doesn't have any other wide receivers that they trust. They're looking for someone. Wes Welker is that person. Dave, I urge you to remember Anton Smith and cool down on how often he's getting targeted. Well, come back to me. <laughs> come back to me next week and talk about Wes Welker because I don't think he's going to be a superstar. However, I do think he's fast going to be the best receiver on St. Louis because you're telling me that Kenny Britt is worth anything? Uh, well, you know, Wes Welker is easily with, the best with a new quarterback this week anything can happen there. Welker is easily the best uh, you know, route runner on that team. Hands down, we know what he could do previously. I mean, Welker's one of the best route runners in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, I, I don't think he's going to forget how to do that. And you have Case Keenum on your team now as your, as your quarterback, who's a pure passer, who comes from uh, a place where he was a pocket passer. I, I think this really does work out for them. Now, I'm not saying that, that he can become a superstar again, but uh, I would be surprised if he does not get more targets than he had last week. And if he does, he should probably have four or five catches this week. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. So 24% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Um, you know, six six targets, three for 32. That's the, the the only problem I would have with him is that, you know, I would I would not be surprised to see like an eight-catch, 80-yard, no-touchdown, you know, semi-disappointing. Well, he's, we already know he's more of a PPR guy. But Sure. But who cares? I mean, the, the point is, uh, Welker is going to move into, until he gets injured or something else happens, that kind of number one role on St. Louis's offense. Because there literally is no better receiver. Just period. I mean, they could have picked up, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, is Earl Bennett from uh, the ex-Cowboy. <laughs> I think Kenny Britt is better than Earl Bennett. The ex-Chicago Bear. The ex-Chicago Bear, yes. Well, I, Kenny but maybe Br- not Hakeem Nix. No. <laughs> uh, Brian Hartline is someone to look at. He had six for 77 with Johnny Manziel, and Johnny Manziel likes Hartline a lot. And I think it's because Hartline is kind of a scrappy guy, similar background, sort of like Manziel. They're going to play kind of a, a playground football sort of thing. Uh, Brian Hartline on by this week, 0% owned. Zero percent? Zero percent owned. That's great. You mean no one has Brian Hartline? <laughs> no one at all, ever? No one anywhere. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Look, I mean, he has a bunch of weeks below, you know, he's got three zeros and two other weeks under one point. Yeah, because Manziel wasn't playing at all this season, really. Yeah. You, you know how it works better than most. If you have a quarterback that comes in and they have chemistry with someone, they're the person that gets the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter. I mean, he could start throwing to Dwayne Bowe, right? I mean, that could happen. I'm, um, on, I'm honestly surprised. It's not likely. It's not I'm honestly surprised happen. that Dwayne Bowe hasn't even like been out on the field running. Like, he's just done. He can't run anymore. Like, here, uh, we'll pay you $4 million to sit on our bench and drink our Gatorade. <laughs> uh, Denard Robinson is a good pickup as a running back because Yeldon was in a walking boot this week. So, playing Thursday night, this early game, might not happen for him. If the outlook for that game is not good, then Robinson will probably end up being the every down back for Jacksonville. And if you're the every down back for Jacksonville, that means you get at least 10 points in fantasy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 1% owned. Hey, these so are, someone yeah, has Denard Robinson. They're also playing Tennessee, and Tennessee is not that great on their front line. These well, good, they have a good defense. Yeah, 
Well, well they have a Dick LeBeau mounted defense, but they're not amazing. Yeah. They they just they've known they keep a bad team in games. Yes, yeah. Uh, Brent Selleck is another guy to look at. He had such a huge game last week. Oh, I uh, bet he's zero percent. One hundred and thirty-four yards, four passes. A guy to to take a chance at maybe. Uh, uh, and along with him, Zach Miller from Chicago, who has been just out of control. Yeah, out of control. Five catches, one hundred and seven yards, and two touchdowns. That was last week. Yeah. So uh, back real quick to Brent Selleck. 1% owned, so he's available anywhere. Although, I would suggest checking out Garrett Selleck, also 1% owned. No. He's going to be the main tight end in San Francisco right now. He's been the main tight end. Well, they just got rid of Vernon Davis and then took a bye week. No, no, you're, you're 100% right. So, if you're if you're looking at picking up Brett Selleck, I would consider Garrett instead. Maybe you get both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and start you, the Selleck's. You know, tweet him and Check ask. that box, start two brothers on the same team. They are brothers. They should be sponsored by two brothers in Warrenville. One year I'm going to do a scavenger hunt fantasy league where you have to do weird things like that throughout the year. I'm totally in on that, by the way. So, like, you have to start two brothers. So you start the Manning brothers or you start Martellus Bennett in the Seattle defense to get, you know, something like that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Start a guy with an afro. Family ties. Uh, There you go. Biggest (laughs) afro gets the most points. You know, so, like, the wrong people get drafted high. That'd that's, be a fun league. That's super funny. Well, uh, and that's all I got, really. I mean, you can pick up a guy like Max Williams, who is going to be good soon, but that's Dynasty Keeper League kind of stuff. Uh, as far as defenses go, I do really like the Kansas City Chiefs versus San Diego. They don't have a lot of options, so if Kansas City is able to cover them, they have a great pass rush and should be able to sack Phillip Rivers a lot of times. Um, I also like the... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of wavering here, but... I like Green Bay versus Minnesota as a streaming option. I think that Green Bay has a great defense. and I think, I think the rest of the season for the Green Bay defense. And I think they're going to come back and, and really do some damage against a team that could be taking their mantle over from the NFC North. So I think Rodgers comes back and beats up on Minnesota, and their defense holds them to a, a low number. Oh, they're not ready to give that mantle up to Minnesota yet. No, exactly. I fully expect Green Bay to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa we're not in first place anymore, but we can... Put it all back to, to normal with one game. Let's just go ahead and take care of business. My last uh, pick, and this is only if you're in a really deep league, uh, but still there are some defenses that are being hoarded. So say you're in a 10 or 12 team league. People are taking two defenses at a time. You might need to grab someone like this. Those people are idiots. I like, However, I like Oakland versus Detroit. Because Detroit has Jim Bob Cooter as the play caller, <laughs> and it seems like it seems like Stafford is like inches away from being benched as it is for the first time in history. Turnovers can be directly attest, attributed to the offensive. No matter what they do with the ball, it seems like a bad play unless they pass the Golden Tate. He seems like the only good player on the team right now. <laughs> and they only pass the Golden Tate about seven or eight times per game. So the other passes and the other plays are all guaranteed wins for the defense. So Oakland, even though you're not a great defense, I'm rooting for you this week. I think you're a good streaming option. Uh, and I'm not going to get into... Kickers, too much, except to say that my favorite guy this week is Dan Bailey. Uh, and if you can pick up Dan Bailey, do it. If uh, you need some kind of streaming option that's a little bit less, I would go with Mason Crosby because people probably dropped him. And Mason Crosby is still a great kicker on a great team. All right, that works for me. So, uh, What happens if it didn't work for you? Well, I would argue with you then. We do that a lot. <laughs> 
Oops. One more little bit of the brown stuff. Do you know the shot? All right, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we like to place lots of bets on the show. Uh, so just to touch on the bets that we went over, that we had last week, um, we had our rookie expert, Sean Foss, on last week. Um, we drafted uh, teams, which we do every week, and Glenn will do that uh, again this week with you. Um, so last week, uh, week 10, so I won with 118 points. It's a standard lineup. Standard scoring. Okay. Um, Dave had 91.6, and Sean had 56. <laughs> Poor Sean. Sean had Sorry. Brian Hoyer and Emmanuel Sanders in his lineup, so not uh, the greatest situation. It's a tough but both defeat. of those players played. They did. So they stay in the lineup. Um, if we do have, in our picking, if we do have a guy who doesn't get in the lineup ahead of time, like I had McCown on my team. So he got replaced. Okay, so it goes so to he Manziel. goes. It goes to the next person. It goes to Manziel. No, no, it goes to the next person on the rankings. On the rankings. So okay. we'll know when we're picking who the next person's going to be. All right. So if you're picking like an injured guy, maybe you'd get the next guy. Okay. All right. So I'm just, just a pay few. To some rankings. And- yeah, just a few highlights of the uh, game. Dave had Mariota only eight points. I think he was hoping for more. Lashawn McCoy was his high scoring player at fifteen point nine. Um, he had Marshawn Lynch, Mike Evans, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Jason Witten. All kinds of traditionally good players just didn't come through this week. Um, Sean, like I said, had Hoyer and Sanders. That was uh, pretty bad. Gary Blunt was his best player with 13 points. And Tampa Bay defense was his second best with 12. So you're not going to win anything that week. Uh, I got to put in Kirk Cousins from McCown because he was the next one on the list. Um, so Cousins had a great game. I had Ooh. Jeremy Langford. He had a great game. So I've won three of these in a row now. I'm really pumped up about this. And, uh, well, there's more beers in the fridge, Dave. I'm sorry. You'll have to go get more beer. Um, so, you know, we're going to pick again this week. The other bet that we had last week, um, we also go through trends. So we're going to hit okay. some trends, talk about some trends, and take a few guesses. And this we can, uh, you know, tack on. We can make a bet on it and tack on to our uh, – you know, our main bet for tonight. Okay. Um, what we did, uh, our bets were, uh, for the big head-to-head lineups, our bet last week was the loser has to buy Lou Malnati's, and the winner gets to pick. So, Sean, I'll have pepperoni and spinach. That sounds um, fantastic. Actually. Oh, it's a delicious sounds, Lou Malnati's pizza. Great. The butter crust, you don't need anything else. Oh. A six-pack of beer. I'll bring the beers. I actually, I lost uh, a bet and have to bring the beers, I think. Okay. Or maybe that's a different night. But I'll bring some beers for this night. Um, so our trends that we went over last week uh, were the first one, uh, David Carr had been playing very well, had at least three touchdowns, like three games in a row. Um, so we said, will he do it again? Derek Carr? Derek Carr. How many times do I fuck that up? Seven. Yeah, you're, that's exactly right. <laughs> drink, drink for that. Drink seven. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean and I said that no. He wouldn't be going over three touchdowns, or at least two, three. Dave said yes, and Dave was wrong. Very close, though. So he had two. Uh, second trend was that Nate Washington had been playing very well, and we said, will he score a touchdown, especially since Cecil Shorts is coming back? Uh, drink five. Drink five. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Uh, so that was a stinker of a game, as we all saw. 
and Derek Carr or uh, Nate Washington uh, did not have a touchdown. I was hoping he would get one in garbage time. I said <laughs> that he would get a touchdown. Dave and Sean said no. It was no. Uh, so we're all tied up at. Dave and I are tied up at one. Sean has two. Uh, so our third one was that Antonio Andrews would have fifteen or more carries. This week he had only 11 carries for 8 yards. To be fair, this was a really rough week in the NFL. It was. It very, was. Very. All three of these trends were incorrect. I'm so in a couple far. I run a couple confidence well I run a confidence league and uh, there was there was one guy who's in the chat room joining us tonight by the way and I don't want to embarrass you but you only scored 15 points out of 91 I think. I mean that's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty crazy man. And, uh, you know, that, that's just, it was that kind of week, is what I'm saying. It happens. But yeah, Andrews only had 11, uh, so I lost that one. Um, so Dave and Sean both said that, yes, he would have 15 or more carries. I said no. So Sean and I have two, and Dave still has one. But so it still finally, seems like he's the guy there. Yes. Yeah. Um, going forward, it's going to be him, and then we'll see how they want to introduce David Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Charles Clay scoring five or more points. Only five points was all he needed. 5.1 points, in fact, as we uh, specified very clearly. Uh, So he had 52 yards, 5.2 points. We all (laughs) said that, yes, he would make it, so we all get it right. Uh, So Sean and I win with three points, and Dave, you had only two points uh, for that Trends Challenge. You have to wear a San Francisco 49ers hat at uh, a concert coming up. Well, I, I have two concerts in in the next uh, three weeks, so okay. I'll pick I'll pick one and uh, I'll rep some 49ers action. Excellent, right? Blaine Gabbard it up. Sean and I will attend and uh, point and laugh. Okay, as is our duty. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some current trends. Uh, Russell Wilson has been under 19 points every single week this year, except for one week. Uh, so even though he's gotten lots of rushing yards, he's the second highest rushing uh, quarterback. He has only one touchdown every week. He has no rushing touchdowns. Uh, he had two touchdowns the week that he scored over 20 points against Green Bay. So this week he faces the crappy 49ers. They're going to Seattle. So it's a home game. They have to make up for losing on Sunday night football. How badly are they going to stomp them? Like, I, I got to say, Russell Wilson has to score at least 20 points in this game. So that's the line I'm setting is 20 points. I think 20 points is a pretty steep number to set. I, I'm only doing yeah, it because of the say. matchup. So, Glenn, do you, you think that you he'll, start, you start, Glenn. he'll score you 20 points? I'll give you I'll give you the tiebreaker. You can have the 20. I do can have the 20? Do you think he'll score 20 points or more? Are we betting I on, think, on these trends? This is, yeah, this yeah, is I we're going to do... You know. you know what? I think this is the game that Jimmy Graham fi- he figures out how to finally use Jimmy Graham. What so we, yes, I'm going to go for it. What are we betting on? This? Okay, so we do need to come up with an, a, a, a secondary bet for this, for these trends. Ooh. Ooh. Whoever loses this one has to wear a pink shirt to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that we're all in the same league? We're so all in a league together. Next year's league draft pink, pink, dra- shirt, pink shirt has to happen. Okay, uh, that, pink, pink that's shirt. Good. Uh, we no, have to do a no tiebreaker then. Just too. pink shirt. Just pink shirt. Okay. Right. <laughs> pink shirt. <laughs> what, what if you have a pink shirt and it has writing on it? Negative. It's okay. Be straight pink. Okay. All right. Well, so you say yes. He scores twenty fantasy points. I think he finally figures out how to use. There's going to be this week. There's going to be four yes no questions. So the Jason, most right. Okay. That, that's okay. twenty or more then, right? In standard scoring, twenty point zero points or more. Not okay. like uh, oh, standard scoring league. Oh, okay. Standard scoring league, not our three minute warning league. 
scoring. He's Standard taking, scoring. He's taking it back over here. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> As I write down the stakes, you can rethink it. You have 10 seconds to rethink it. Uh... He says Jimmy Graham and him figure it out. I think I think they're gonna figure it out. So you know what? I'm gonna go over a limb, and I'm just gonna say yes. Let's let's do it. All I'm right, gonna... Jason, your your thoughts? What do I have to lose? Wear a pink shirt. Um, I do think that he's gonna <sighs> score 20 points this week. Man, see, I should just say no because you guys are both saying yes, but I sort of agree with you. I think like they're. Gonna I was have... gonna be the only one saying yes. I thought no. You both were like twenty points. Come on. Well, <laughs> no, it is a lot. I mean, if you look at uh, fantasy points scored against quarterbacks, for example, there's only two teams that average more than twenty points in a standard scoring league. Uh, if quarterbacks playing against them, you know what teams those are? New Orleans and <laughs> and and the Forty ers and and the Ravens and the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Oh. Then you've got the Lions, Browns, Giants, Raiders, Jaguars, Titans, Forty ers so, I mean, they're not at the top of the list, but I am still going to agree with you all and say yes. Oh, well, okay. We, we're unanimous in this one. So, that so means Russell Wilson will have a terrible game, probably. Let's not lose. <laughs> so, Sharkandrick West, over the past three weeks, has been Jamal Charles, basically. He has 18.9, 18.2, I take complete and offense to 28.1 points. Jamal Charles has the all-time highest white PC. It is not comparable. There are no other running backs you can put in his spot. Kansas City runs the ball a lot. That's why West is productive. Glenn, it appears as if I've touched a nerve with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's true. He had like, an 80-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, how it, Jamal Charles is that? No, that's great. But that's, Dude, so did that's, Langford. That's Kansas City's scheme. He had an 83-yarder. All right. That's Matt Ken- Jones had an 80-yarder. That's Kansas yeah. City's scheme. And this is a player that they've never seen before. Like, that's the kind of stuff that happens. I mean, look at Devontae Adams. He did, uh, or not Devontae Adams, Devontae no. <laughs> Freeman. He did really well for a couple of weeks and now isn't really doing very much. Yet, we still have him number one ranked as a running back because of how amazing. His low weeks are like 13 points. I understand that. He's got a very high floor. Right I'm, saying, I'm saying that what's happening is people are seeing what he's doing and figuring it out. That's what happens in the NFL. It happens to people, but Charkandrick West started out slow and now he's playing very well. No, I disagree with that. I okay. You can't disagree with the fact that he's playing well. Yes, West is playing well. They they scheme that way. That's what Kansas City does. They schemed completely for Jamal Charles. He's their only offensive player. Right. So now it's West. Right. West is finally look. I only. Take I'm not offense. saying he's freaking Jamal Charles. You did dude. though. And I that, said, that's what I, I said. It's a Jamal to. Charles impression. I well, it's a it's an impression. It's yeah. an impression. Okay. We agree. At least that's what was written. It may not have come out that way. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Damn. So, West <laughs> put up 28 points against the Denver defense. And with the exception of Andrew Luck's 21 points, that's 12 more than any other player that faced Denver this year at any, at any position. Okay. So, West is by far put up a ton of points against the best, by far the best defense this year. So, he's had a, real, a lot of workload lately. 22, 24, and 20 carries in the last three games. So, can he make his way to the 18-point mark in week four? Yes. Or not week four, but for the fourth week in a row. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But but for me, only only because he's playing the worst defense against the run. Yeah, San Diego is really awful. So they are playing the, San Diego. San Diego I mean, gives the, up the most points to running backs at anyone. So that, Man, I thought I set these lines high enough. I mean, I mean Ryan Matthews. <laughs> I can do it. So, I'm going to just play devil's advocate and say no. See, I told okay. you. 
that, that I didn't really like him, but if, if he was playing Arizona or Minnesota, I would say no. I wouldn't set the line at 18 if he was playing. 18, 120 yards and a touchdown. Minimum. No, no, no. Because you, you say 120 like that, but he's used as a multi-purpose back, which means all he really needs... Look, without an 80-yard catch last week, an 80-yard touchdown... All he really needs is 60 yards and a touchdown, right? Which is 6 plus 6, which is 12. And then also 60 yards receiving. On, let's say, four receptions, five receptions, that's, that seems like a game he's going to have against Sure. I mean, he only his, his high in the year is like three for receptions. And we also have to look at... Yeah. The rest of the offense. The rest of the offense is just, right. it's anemic. There's nothing there. Well, so, Kelsey is all right. Alex Smith is all right. Jeremy Macklin is all right. No, Kelsey's good. Smith and, and Kelsey, Macklin are all right. Kelsey is <laughs> good, but he's brought down to all right by the rest of the suck around him. He's sucked into the wake of their crappiness. Into the wake, indeed. So uh, you said no, we say yes? I'm saying no just because we need some damn variance here. Which which is me sort of saying, I think it might be yes. Well, hopefully some of these other trends aren't against like the best or worst uh, you know, defenses. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. So Randall Cobb has struggled a lot this year. So with the exception Glenn, of... you sound like you're not very happy with I have Cobb. I have dealt with this all year. <laughs> oh, good. In three of my leagues, it has been the worst. He is close... He is literally one bad game away from getting benched Ooh. and one good game away from Doriel Green Beckham from getting a start over. So do you okay, so you are obviously dealing with this predicament this week. They play Minnesota. Ugh. Are you gonna start him? I You're starting Doriel Green Beckham over, over Randall Cobb? I'm thinking about I it. I love it. I think I got this. Good move, my friend. Oh man. I, I know. I know. I think you guys are talking yourselves into some whiskey picks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the whiskey is flowing over here at drink five. That's right. <laughs> Okay, but, so you're going to start him this week? Anywhere? Uh, I mean, do you have him in more than one league? I, I have a, I have both of them in more than one league, actually. Okay, so okay. I have Randall Cobb in three. So you have I'm, that direct option. Yes, I have that direct option to move on. Now, are you wanting to split your decision there, or are you going to just pick one guy and go with him? I will split the decision between the leagues because some of them are full point PPR, some are half so, okay. point, some are just regular standards. Got so it. I've got to make a decision, and I think Randall Cobb will have more cut, maybe... More, see, that's actually a hard question. He's had a, de- he's had a decent amount of catches, but he's barely hit 50 yards. If you take out yes. that one touchdown, he's barely had 50 yards like six weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, his production has been wavering, and I think this is the game that Doyle Green Beckham comes in. And, you know, I do, I'm not one to take like a flyer, but it could be worth it, especially with nobody starting at wide receiver for Tennessee. <laughs> but- <laughs> that's true. <laughs> especially if. Uh, Kendall or not Kendall Wright Kendall is out. Wright's still. out, so I, I'd, I'd say if if you have some viable option, rather, I I think Randall Cobb is not going to have the production. Everybody's been on him every single game. So he's averaging nine point four points per game. He can't reach nine, according to you. I don't think week. he's. I don't think he's going to reach. We're nine setting points. the line at nine. I don't think he's going to reach nine point oh. I don't think he's going to reach nine points next week. I think they're going to double. Your opinion, pink shirt. I think he's going for it. I think he's going to make it. <laughs> Oh man, Randall Cobb. I don't think he's that but good I think without it's, Nelson. I think, I think it's, it's the Aaron Rodgers middle finger mini tour. Okay, well, so according to uh, ESPN fantasy points against uh, the Packers versus wide receiver uh, is twenty point seven points. Okay, 
So where does that fall in terms of everyone else? And the Vikings versus wide receiver is 18.1. So what that means is both of those guys are, are, are both those defenses are very much on the lower end of things. Yeah, Vikings uh, 25, which is good. You know, 32 so is the best. Probably means that their their game is not going to have a whole lot of passing offense to it, uh, unless something changes dramatically. So the I Packers think, don't have much of a run game right now. They don't have much of a passing game either. But yeah, well, I think this. I think if Randall Cobb has an opportunity to maybe be the guy that scores the two touchdowns in the game, but if he doesn't, if it's Devontae Adams, if it's James Jones, then he gets nothing. He's just going to be like a decoy out there. And so I'm going to agree with Glenn and say uh, he will not reach nine points. All right. Well, the two of you have the same answers for everything. Well, there's another, well, it's there's good another because one, right? There's another you're, question. You're definitely we'll, going to be in a pink shirt. Because those are the right tiebreaker. No, no, no. It has to be a tight pink shirt. That should be, that should be, the, that should be the kicker. We started out just saying pink shirt. Because tight pink shirt would make it more funny. Oh, guys. <laughs> Oh, guys. All okay, right. so <laughs> Tyler Eifert, Mr. Feaster Famine this year. Oh. Three games over 21 points, five games, nine points or fewer. So on Monday night, he had uh, three drops, at least, that I saw. Um, so, you know, not helping out his quarterback. I don't think he's going to lose any favor with him or anything like that. Um, but he's very touchdown dependent. So will Tyler Eifert score a touchdown on Sunday night against Arizona? Dave. What do you think? Against Arizona. You know, do you remember a little while ago when we were talking about uh, uh, about tight end matchups? And I think it was like week two or three. There was a tight end that was going against Baltimore. And Baltimore at that time had like uh, only given up, I think, a couple receptions and, and a couple yards. Yeah, because they had played Denver and Oakland who weren't throwing to the tight end. To the tight end position, right. right. And then this guy, whoever it was, I don't remember who it was at the time, Played them and ended up getting like a touchdown and, and 100 yards right. or something crazy. Baltimore wound up playing like probably Travis Kelsey or, you know. Well, Cincinnati plays really well against tight ends. I'm sorry, uh, Arizona does. Okay. And they actually only allow 4.1 points per game. That's very good. Uh, and so. And they must have played against good ones by this point. Yeah. I. I don't know what kind of quarterback, what kind of person Andy Dalton is. I know that he got really offended when J.J. Watt told him that he uh, that they were going to play him. You guys saw this, right? I, I saw the Red Rider BB, BB gun. Yeah, they said I was going to say. Yeah. They said we're going to play him as if he's not a red rifle, as if he's a Red Rider BB gun. It was a really lame thing to say, and it, it made, just sounded lame. It made Andy Dalton have a press conference to like to talk. Well, he was going to a press yeah. conference. But he talked about it specifically, and he made this long-winded speech about how he was disappointed in J.J. Watt. Like, well, he's PC, bro. Andy Dalton is totally PC, bro. Andy Dalton, you know, kind of lost his shit over that, I think. I think he got really super pissed that well, J.J. Watt was calling him a Red Rider BB gun. I think Andy Dalton belongs on the wrong side of the South Park episode at that point. <laughs> anyway. Or he fits right in, anyways. Will Eifert score a touchdown? That's that's so tough. It's so hard to determine that. It's much easier to say, will someone do above average or below average, than it is to say, will they score a touchdown? Uh, but right. I think, making it difficult. I think that most quarterbacks, uh, if if someone is having a problem, <coughs> or if they're passing to someone who is dropping it, or you know not doing that well, will try to make up for that kind of in the next game. So, and I also think that AJ Green gets double covered a lot. So that opens up Eifert in these kinds of games. Arizona is definitely going to be looking at AJ Green to blank him off the map. 
But Blank Eifert is not a guy you need to double team. So he's going to have opportunities. He's a tight end. He's a big guy. He's good at catching the ball. I say that it's more likely than not that he scores a touchdown. All right, so Dave's going with yes. I'm going to say no. Glenn, no. I, I really don't think he's going to get one. The way that he dropped those passes, they were really ugly, too. It was. It hit it him was. right in the numbers, and he should have had every one of them. Right in the numbers. And the Red Rocket is going to look like a Red Rider this week. That's what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Uh, so, I, you know, I kind of think I want to go with yes here, mostly because a good quarterback, like you were saying, Dave, will find the guy who dropped a bunch of passes, and he's going to try and force the ball to him. Build the trust. Yeah. Right. Be like, hey, guy, I have faith in you. You're good still. Don't worry about but it. But you're not going to. You're going to say no. No, no, no. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that he is going to score a touchdown this week because Tyler Eifert is a fucking touchdown machine this year. Yeah, he is. He's going to break that red zone touchdown what, record. What did he score? Uh, nine so far this year? Nine. All of them in the, t- in the red zone, I believe. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's uh, he's... He's pretty fucking good. We have a question from the chat room here. Uh, it says, clearly the Dalton line has moved. For those of you not familiar with the Andy Dalton line, the Andy Dalton line is the place at which quarterbacks were judged. Because Andy Dalton, previous to this year, was very the much in the middle. And that meant like if, if your quarterback was performing better than Andy Dalton, that he should be kept there and is generally regarded as a good quarterback. And if he's performing worse than Andy Dalton, then everyone in the city is like, we need a new quarterback immediately. Pitchforks. Yep. So now that Dalton is actually a top five quarterback so far this year in the NFL, and no, this week did not bump him out of that, uh, who do we choose as our new line in 2015 so far? Uh Uh-oh. Right now, even though Jay Cutler's on the up, he's still... That middle guy. And I'm a Bears fan, and it's hard to say. But I still think Jay Cutler goes one way or the other. He is the epitome of the impulsive quarterback. He'll throw it away. So I feel he might just be the middle line. If if they're better than Cutler, fine. If they're not, they got to go. I, but obviously, I, I, as a Chicago fan, we always just want our up in pitchforks against Cutler anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It's kind uh, of everyone's <laughs> reaction to that. Yeah. That's I'll, for sure. I'll be short with my response. I kind of agree with you. I think it's either Alex Smith or Jay Cutler. Yeah, we've uh, brought this up a few times. We love discussing the Andy Dalton line. And we did kind of realize a little earlier in the year that, yeah, Andy Dalton deserves to be taken off that moniker. He's, he's now off of it. He's, he's... So I, I kind of agree with the Jay Cutler placement. Or Alex Smith is a good one, but you know what? I think Alex Smith is a clear, you got to replace him. Not clear, but like he's on no, the other there, side of Jay Cutler. There is no one that you can replace him with. He, he is, like, at that replacement line. And, in fact, he scored more fantasy points than Jay Cutler. We'll has. call it the Cutler-Smith line. Uh. <laughs> Cutler-Smith line. I like that. I agree with you, though. I Okay, so for right now, it's the Cutler-Smith line. And we'll see if uh, we need to change it further on. But thank you for the question. We appreciate it. Oh, okay, man. so we need a tiebreaker for our challenge right here. Okay. Um. So... Let's see. The, uh, the, it, the last it, game we were talking about, the Sunday night game. Is it possible we even end up in a tie? Because if it's not, we don't have to do it. Um, I know that he only said one different from me, so that's gonna. We're we're already good. So as long as you're odd with us, doesn't matter. I I don't have enough time to figure that out. Fair enough. Well, let's, let's just, just pick a tiebreaker just for fun. Let's have fun. Just here. for fun. All right. So the Sunday night game is Arizona versus Cincinnati. Let's do total 
rushing yards in the game for both teams. So you've got Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington on one side, Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard on the other side. This could vary widely. Oh, Lord. Wow. Who starts? It's just a tiebreaker. Um, I'll start because I haven't started many of the, these. Um, I'm going to go with uh, um, 211 yards. Are we doing closest without going over or closest? Closest. 170 yards. I'm going to go with 190. <laughs> of course you are. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we have opportunities. It's like the price is right over here. At least you didn't go 171. You At least know? you didn't say one. I could have done that. <laughs> oh, very nice. I was trying to be right in between. Well, good stuff, guys. So, so those trends will determine our first bet, which of the night is next year at the three-minute warning draft. The loser of this has to wear a pink shirt. Not a tight pink shirt, Glenn, because you didn't specify that okay. in the beginning of the bet. However, a pink shirt. It's still going to be funny. To the way. draft. Still going to be pretty hysterical. Yep. <laughs> we should have had him put something on it, like I am Andy Dalton or something. That'd be pretty good. Andy Dalton rules. <laughs> been put like Cutler on the back. Like it's a jersey. All right. Well, uh, we'll stay tuned, guys. But just so you know, if, uh, if you're ever... Uh, looking for places to go for fantasy sports knowledge. Drink5.com is our home base, and we have a pretty constant source of information that's feeding into that channel. Uh, you can follow us at uh, twitter.com slash drink5 or facebook.com slash drink5network. You can listen to our podcast on Stitcher or iTunes Radio. In both cases, if you listen to us, please give us a review, give us a rating. It helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. Uh, and if you have any particular questions, you can, of course, reach out to me at Dave at drink5.com or Jason at drink5.com or tweet us at drink5 and we'll be getting right back to you. Uh, also, Glenn here will be happy to take your questions, but I'm going to screen him to make sure he doesn't say any terrible things to you. Screen Glenn. <laughs> get, get, get your finger close to that mute button, Dave. <laughs> Watch out. This Glenn is racy. <laughs> it's, it's Troy on the chat. Probably not. He's in the East Coast. He's probably in sleep oh, okay. already. Well, one, of, one of our writers, Troy, uh, he, I think, is has been doing some crazy stuff this week. So I bet he's gearing up for, uh, for right. sales season. But only the cool yeah. East Coasters stay up to listen to us. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, one thing we've done, and, and I'll let Jason take this away, but one thing we've done every week for the past couple weeks is, is a special new custom sort of segment, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay, so we have our head-to-head-to-head matchup. The three of us are going to draft a team right now, um, and we're going to split a bottle of Jameson Select Reserve. And all three of us get to enjoy the bottle, but the two losers have to pay for it. So that's a great deal for the winner. Um, So we're going to all hang out and drink that coming up. So what we'll do is draft a team. Um, We'll go position by position. And what we'll do is say, all right, from the quarterbacks, we'll pick the 8th, ninth, and 10th ranked ones from uh, the Drink 5 rankings, okay. which are posted today. They're up on Fantasy Pros. They're on our website as well. Go check that stuff out. Um, so, Glenn, we have a standard lineup. Quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, kicker, defense, standard Yahoo scoring. Okay. You know what I mean by that, right? Yes, yes. Okay, course. great. Of so, course. you get to pick first. Well, so, tell me what position you want to pick first. I got to look at the... You want to look at the rankings? <laughs> so basically, um, 
Yeah, I want to take a look at the rankings really quick. So I have it, obviously, but yeah. Okay, so I mean, you know. Let's try wide receivers. Let's start off with the wide receivers. You want to do wide receiver well, one? Well, here, here's a choice. You have a quarterback, wide receiver, one, two, three, running back, one, two, tight end, kicker, or defense. So the, you can, the, the the spirit of the game is not to examine the players before we listen. No, to them. It, it, we're, we're all going to pick between them. Oh, okay. You just yeah. pick, right, pick what right. position you want. You go pick with one first. position, and then you get to pick one of the three guys there. I get one of the two. We'll, remaining. we'll tell you what they are. Dave gets stuck with the last one. Oh, okay. okay. And I'll tell so you all like the a, guys. It's like a crapshoot. I like it. Sorry for that. But uh, I'll go with tight ends first. I want to start with those. Oh, okay. So you know? at tight end, we're going to do seven, eight, nine. Okay. All right. So in the drink five rankings, we have Travis Kelsey who plays San Diego, Jimmy Graham who goes to, who plays San Francisco, and Crockett Gilmore who plays St. Louis. I'll take Jimmy Graham this week if I get to start. That's right? a super easy choice, my friend. Yeah. We just talked about how we think Thank he's going to, rec- but he only did get three passes last week. Not that much. Uh, so who are the, the other two? Tight the, ends? He was playing a tough Arizona defense. It's uh, Travis Kelsey and Crockett Gilmore. Replacement would be Eric Ebron. Uh, we're going clockwise, right? Yes. So I'm up next. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Of course you are. I mean, <laughs> I'll take Gilmore of Crockett's. The Gilmore. Even though I think Max Williams is inching into that job as the number one starter. Crockett Gilmore with two L's. All right. So I'm up next. I'm going to uh, start with the quarterback position. Okay. Uh, so we are going to do quarterbacks eight, nine, and ten. Um, at the quarterback position, we have Tony Romo. Playing Miami, Matt Ryan playing Indy, and Tyrod Taylor at New England. Um, I think I'm going to take Matt Ryan. I'm going to go with the safest pick there. The safest pick. I feel like he's the safest pick there. You know, Tony Romo coming off an injury. Although they're, they're so certain, they cut Brandon Weeden. You know, who they're I'm certain taking. that he's fine. It's Tony, I know you're taking Tony. Tony Romo. Romo is going to blow it up. I know you both Des would Bryant. take Tony Romo. Des Bryant is so happy Tony Romo is back. You may be the two biggest <laughs> Tony Romo fans I know because I don't know any Dallas Cowboys fans. Well, actually, uh, Ken Payne, who uh, is an occasional contributor for Drink Five, is a Cowboys fan. Um, it was funny. I'm sorry to hear that. He was talking earlier in the week about Christine Michael, who was being talked about as soon as that pickup happened in bars while he was around the Texas area. As the new, like Emmett Smith, like the new guy, they just waved him. Yep, the new <laughs> Emmett Smith. Say say goodbye to the Christine Michael experiment. All right, so the replacement quarterback, if needed, so uh, would you be, don't get Tony Romo. Would be Mario. So I don't get Tony Romo, so I get Tyrod. <laughs> so you get Tyrod Taylor or whoever. Not no. or anyone else. Oh, fantastic! Oh, you, you get you get the the substitute, the replacement. If if your guy doesn't play, your guy doesn't play. If okay. he doesn't step foot on the field. Then we'll replace. All right, okay. my my turn, and I would uh, I would appreciate choosing between the WR ones. All right, the WR ones. We're gonna do eight, nine, and ten of WR one. That would be Amari Cooper playing Detroit, AJ Green at Arizona, and Demarius Thomas at Chicago. All three of these guys on the road. And I'll take Cooper. I'll take Demarius. I think uh, even with Osweiler, I think he, he's going to have a better game. Yeah, he's the number one target there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. He doesn't sound like he likes his. Uh, yeah. Team. No, well, I just have like a. You guys pick so fast, I have to type all the names in. Well, it's never we a bad thing. We need to get thing. an intern in here. I always think it's I never a bad thing to have AJ Green. Talking. Yeah, it's never a bad thing to have AJ Green, but then again, right. you're going to have Patrick Peterson all day. They're going to have a safety over him. Oh, they're, yeah. I mean, AJ Green is not going to have a good time. They're going to harass him all day just to. Whether or get not out he there. is able to perform, he's not going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
All so right. you have Amari Cooper, right? Your choice. Dave? Yes, I do. Okay, so Glenn, uh, you get to pick a position. So WR2, RB2, WR3. We have RB1 available, too. I just picked it. No, you just picked yeah, you WR1. You just WR1. RB1. You picked RB2? No, I want Can we R- get Arby's? I want a, No, I want RB1. <laughs> Curly he's, fries? He's doing, he's Curly doing whiskey fries and right sticks? Now. Why are people talking about Arby's right now? Okay. <laughs> I, need, I need an RB1. At the RB1 position, we're going to go from 8, 9, and 10 there. Okay. Your choices are DeMarco Murray versus Tampa Bay. RB1 sounds like the most delicious spaceship ever. What about RB2? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a roast beef and cheddar spaceship? Oh, my God. It's so delicious. On an onion bun. LaShawn <laughs> McCoy at New England and Frank Gore at Atlanta. So Murray, McCoy, and Gore. Wow. That's really hard. Gosh, this is really tough right now. But I think I'm going to go with DeMarco Murray to start off. Uh, it's a tough call, but I think... With Matthews having his having his head problems, I think he's going to have a little bit more, and we'll see. So, are you taking McCoy? You know, I like McCoy a lot. Yeah, I got to go with McCoy. Great. Well, I would love to take Gore in an offense that doesn't want to focus on Matt Hasselbeck, so they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, they definitely are. I'm just worried that, that. Uh, because they're going to, you know, because. That's going to be well known. It's going to be a struggle for him. I'm, I'm also worried that it. But he's nothing like is a struggle for Frank years Gore. Old and he can also get. He hurt. doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the WR2 position. Uh, I got a good feeling about this one. I think this guy's going to be the one that goes off on my team. So excited. So 18, 19, and 20. Uh, we have Ty Hilton, Tavon Austin, and John Brown. Um. Oh boy. What have you oh done? Oh boy, what are you doing? If I want a guy here? to go off, I'm just going to say it. Tavon Austin. All right. I like the idea this week. I'm so going with Tavon. New quarterback. So I have to choose between T.Y. Yep. Hilton and... T.Y. Hilton and John Brown. And the plague. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking earlier. Again, we were talking off, off air a little bit, and uh, it, it happened over and over that uh, we kept talking about guys that weren't doing well, right? He nicknamed the, the plague, which I love. He's like... You know, it's this guy the plague, this guy the plague, this guy the plague. You don't want to catch that disease, so you get him off your team as fast as possible so that the other players on your team don't catch that fantasy disease. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this is all superstition, but you know. Uh, <laughs> fantasy so. is always a superstition now. I mean, let's get real here. So what's our... our... T.Y. Hilton and... Uh, your choices are between T.Y. Hilton Brown. and John Brown. And and if I, I suppose if, if one of those guys doesn't play... Then you'd have Randall Cobb. No, because there's a WR3. I left gaps in between the WR1, 2, and 3. All right. So you have the guy... You know, the WR1 replacement is number 11. So I can have John Brown or Randall Cobb. Well, sure, but you don't get to pick. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, I am not fully on board with this uh, Indianapolis Colts situation. I feel like that team's about to blow up a little bit, and so I'm going to pick John Brown. So you get Hilton. Thank you for the other plague. That I think <laughs> the other plague. The Indianapolis Colts. And they the plague. They are just the worst. You are diseased, Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> they are. Uh, you've, you've Charlie Sheened all over the place. Wait, that is totally non-politically correct. I apologize. <laughs> 
Jared wants everyone to have AIDS. Yes. All right, Dave. We have RB2, WR3, kicker and defense. Uh, so and remember, we're going to be choosing between the 1, 2, and 3 defenses. So, running back 2, please. It's going to be crazy, Glenn. Oh, it will be crazy. Glenn gave me one of those looks. <laughs> like, oh, that shit's going to be crazy. <laughs> so, he, he's right. uh, RB2, uh, better than RB1 in my opinion. <laughs> in terms of sandwiches. Did we tell people what we're playing for? Yeah, we're going to be playing for a bottle of Jameson Select Reserve. Okay. Uh, well, who are my choices? You can choose between Matt Jones at Carolina, TJ Yeldon versus Tennessee, or James Starks at Minnesota. Who's my replacement player? He would be uh, CJ question mark K, Chris Johnson. <laughs> he's he's probably made the one thousand this year, or he's close to it. He hasn't made it yet. Wow, that's really tough. Well, that's the idea. You know, I'll go with. Uh, I'll I'm go not with, here to give you easy choices, Dave. I'll go with Matt Jones scoring a touchdown. Oh, he had a huge game this week. Yep. All right, Glenn, you get the next pick. So do we have a gun? I'm sorry. All right, so you drinking. can choose TJ Yeldon or James Starks. TJ Yeldon versus Tennessee. If he doesn't play that walking boot situation, you would get Chris Johnson. You know what? I'll take James Starks, actually. I think he's going to get a lot of uh, passes out of the backfield. He's going to be more involved. Yep. And the... Degression of Randall Cobb is going to help him. I like the young guy. I like Yeldon. I'm glad that I have him. I mean, I don't know that he would have been my first choice, but I'm okay with him. Okay. Yeah. All right, so That's Glenn, WR3, kicker and defense. 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 All right, defense. like I said, we're going to pick between the defenses numbers 1, 2, and 3. So this week on the Drink 5 rankings, we have the Carolina Panthers at number 1. They're playing Washington. Denver Broncos at number two, they go to Chicago. And the New England Patriots are playing Buffalo on Monday All Night All seem Football. like excellent choices. I promise you <laughs> one of these teams is not going to do well. I'm going to go with the New England defense. Ah, the New I'm going to go with the New England defense because in, like prime, in primetime games, we all have seen them do very well. Especially, remember, the butt fumble. Oh, there's the butt fumble. Don't yeah, Monday night, butt fumble. Monday night, New England. i, I got to go with the Panthers because... They're playing Washington, and Washington's on the road. And you Washington's guys are, not good on the road. You guys are giving me Denver versus Chicago. When when you, you secretly hope that Chicago is beyond all of these problems, <laughs> but they're going up against one of the best defenses in the league, man, that's going to cause Jay problems. Jay Cutler's going to throw four interceptions. It's going to cause problems. We should have a side bet on that. How many interceptions? Wait. What's the threshold of interceptions? What's the, high the line? line? What's the line on the threshold? Uh, yeah, I would set the line at like one and a half, maybe. One and a half? I don't know, maybe. Gut reaction, one and a half. I'd say I I know he's going to throw two. <laughs> so you'd go over? I just feel that, yeah, he's over. For sure, no doubt about it. Someone would have to take the under. You're going to have to take the under? Can you take the under, Dave? I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so solid about that under. I, I, like, the, I like the idea, you Glenn, one but or less. I'm not doing it. If anybody has any lineup questions, please let us know now. We're finishing up the uh, the picks here for our uh, sort of uh, individual fantasy football league. And it's fantastic. Every week we have an extra league with an extra bet. Really great. <laughs> Good time. Uh, so now you get to pick, right, Jason? Yes, it's my choice, and I lost my place here. But we're going to pick the wide receivers. We're going to go with wide receivers 25, 26, and 27 on our rankings. 
So we've got Brandon LaFell, Richard Matthews, and Jordan Matthews. Ooh. Okay. So I... Boy, I like that Jordan Matthews dangling there. And I think I'm going to go with Jordan Matthews. LaFell. Ooh, snap decision by Dave. Richard Matthews. I... Who has, by the way, been averaging 16 points in a PPR league. I very much like Richard. It's a shame we're not playing in a PPR league. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns is the problem. You know, he's had a a few touchdown games here and there. It happens. It does happen. The Dolphins' offense is not terrible. Uh, We we originally, in the preseason, suggested that Tannehill might be a top-10 quarterback. Not happening so far this year. But the the offense looks like it's putting itself back together. Well, because they're actually running the ball effectively. Yep, There's I agree. a big deal with that. I agree. Uh, the The major problem was uh, the fact that their coach was an, an idiot. So he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, everyone knew that when they saw hard knocks with the Dolphins. Like literally, couldn't keep anybody under control. They were just doing whatever they wanted in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. So finally, we're gonna have the kicker. And uh, we're going to do 8, 9, and 10. Cairo Santos, Chandler Cantanzaro, and Brandon McManus. So Santos is at San Diego. Cantanzaro is at home in the Dome against Cleveland. McManus is playing in Chicago on a Sunday afternoon. It'll probably be all right. It it's probably will be well, That's me, right? You also have that's to figure out it's, it's going to snow on Saturday night. Oh, really? Chicago, yes. Oh, fun. Yeah, so... But I don't think a Denver kicker, it really matters, so... Yeah, right? I mean, of all the kickers who are not going to give a shit, the Denver kicker is going to be that one. It's going to be the Denver kicker who doesn't care. Hmm. I'm going to take Brandon McManus in, in a game that I think the Broncos will destroy the Bears. And I know the Bears are right there, like they're looking to be in the playoffs, etc. But let's be honest, let's look at them from when we first saw them entering the season. We know who they actually are. The Bears are who we thought they were. (laughs) (laughs) Benching Kyle Kyle Fuller after a few games, yeah. All right, Glenn, so you get to pick between Cairo Santos and Chandler Catanzaro. I'm going to go with Catanzaro. Arizona. Right. That's I'm going to go pick. with Arizona. I yeah. think Arizona's got a strong shot. All right. That leaves me with the highest ranked kicker out of those guys, Cairo Santos. The man with the fake name. I think he's part of Game of Thrones cast. <laughs> Cairo Santos. <laughs> Cairo Santos. Bella Margulis. Dawn of the East. Bella Margulis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, great job, guys! It was it was fun. It was a it was a wonderful uh, a bet that we that we put through. I can't wait. You'll have to. I'm sorry. Thank you <laughs> for that knowledge. Dropping knowledge, this, this guy is. Always, I'm here. Hundred percent. That bet's gonna be fantastic. Actually, both bets are gonna be really fun because we're all going. Whoever wears that shirt's going to get made fun of relentlessly at our draft. That's sort of the idea. I really <laughs> like the one year that um, you know I'm gonna find like the best pink shirt ever if I lose. The one year when Gramps, Gramps brought the masks of Corey, another oh, guy in the league. That was fantastic. That was a brilliant move. That was fantastic. Yes. It threw Corey off of his game completely. It worked. It worked. It worked. Corey, I think Gramps won that year. In he, fact, he did. He yeah. did. Matt did win that year, and it was... So now, now that that's happened, everyone's going to try something at every draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, is uh, Graham one of our listeners going to see you, I think, when you go to Florida? 
I hope so. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. You guys can We're have a fantasy hang out football some... reunion. We had like two years of football Sundays, and then he moved to Florida. We haven't had one since. So you then. can do it again, and we're going to have a football Sunday. All right. Up. Well, cheers to you and Graham. Have, Week number like, twelve, recouping that fantasy glory. May we win lots of games and enter the playoffs. And may I beat you in whatever leagues I'm facing you in. No offense, Graham. I'm not cheering for you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually play Graham this week in one of the leagues that I'm in with him. I well, am. I am cheering for you. <laughs> once, again, once again, thank you guys for listening. We we are absolutely uh, you know, just unbelievably happy to have you guys listen to the show. And if you were listening afterwards, please go ahead and, and subscribe to our stuff on iTunes and, and Stitcher. And you can, uh, you know, you can rate it. You can comment on it. That'd be great. Give us a little review. Let us know what we're doing wrong, or if we need to add something in, or heck, if we're just doing a good job. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Drink Five, Facebook at Drink Five Network, and of course, DrinkFive.com for all of your fantasy needs. And check out Fantasy Pros, where we're one of the featured experts, and you can find out every single week exactly who you should start. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Good times. Thank you again.